this is Alexa Curtis, and you're listening to the new Unfiltered. Every week, you can call in and give me your problems, and I'll help you get through them. In a friendship you need to get out of, we've all been there. Boyfriend cheat on you? You're not alone. Can't land your dream job? Join the party. Every Monday at 5 a.m. on the new Unfiltered. My biggest ultimate hope from listening to the new Unfiltered is that you feel very excited. I have a tendency, even if I'm not feeling super happy, to hopefully give off a lot of energy. And I get told that by a lot of people. And I think that's sometimes why I'm successful in business is I want to invite you on my journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, the positive, the negative, all of it. And again, just inspire all of you to get the fuck out of your comfort zone and follow your dreams. So I've got a few things I want to cover in this episode. This is episode 10 of a very long season. It might feel very short to you, but between what happened with Alex up until me deciding to go up on my own and do this and totally transform podcasts from my old podcast, I am ready for season two. Season two is going to be really exciting because what I'm going to be doing is totally different than what I've done before. So what season two is going to be is going to be a call-in show. I have a number for you to call and leave me a voicemail. Who knows? Maybe I'll answer with any of your problems. What inspired me to do this is my good friend, Sydney, who lives in LA. She's actually a producer at NPR in Boston. She is a fucking badass. Just such a dope human. Like, I have a tendency with all of my girlfriends, my close, close girlfriends, we all act more like dudes. And I think this is why it's so difficult. I can get along with any guy. Girls scare the living daylights out of me. And so my close group of girlfriends, especially in LA, Serena, my friend Sydney, my friend Kirsty, my friend Porter, we all just have more guy qualities. And when I say that, and maybe you can relate, is that I think we're just a little bit more chill. We're not the kind of jealous girls. We don't really go after each other for things. If one of us cancels, it's not like a huge deal. I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I just really care more so about someone's ultimate morals and values. So anywho, Sydney was the one who gave me this idea because her working, her experience working in radio and my past experience at Radio Disney, we haven't seen a show like this be done. So here's what's going to happen. You can call me right now at 909-979-3291 and let me know anything you're dealing with. I get a lot of emails from people who want to ask me questions or get me on the phone, and it's really awesome, but I can't talk to all of you. And so this is going to be the exact place where I can give you all of your career advice, inspire you from the mistakes that I've made, and guide you towards being the most fearless, unfiltered version of yourself. So call me at 909-979-3291 and let me know anything you're dealing with. Season two is going to take a little bit of time to come out because I want to make sure that I'm bringing on the right experts to tackle your problems. I'm also going to Turkey, which I will talk about in this episode, to see my sister for two weeks this month. So it'll probably start to air around March, but it really depends on how many questions I get asked. But again, I'm so excited for this. You can go to the number in my Instagram bio or the new unfiltered Instagram and get the number directly there and call anytime as many voicemails as you want. I cannot wait to tackle it. And of course, you will stay anonymous on this podcast unless you choose to get a call back. Uh, so we will tackle your issues and problems and stress, stressful things in your life with your first name, city, and age.
days a lot longer don't have a podcast but yeah so if you listen to the episode with my mom we didn't really go into a lot of detail I feel like about her actual childhood per se or even my sister so I wanted to tackle that now especially because I'm getting ready to actually go and visit my sister and my nephews and my brother-in-law for about two weeks this month if you know me you know that gives me a serious heart attack thinking that I'm gonna be on a completely different time zone for two weeks But part of the reason why I actually have decided to go to Austin for a little bit is to kind of refine those morals and values with myself. I have done this alone for so long. I live alone. I am a very independent person. It's honestly very difficult for me to date because I don't like having to care about anyone besides my family and my friends. But the longer that I've been in LA, I feel like I've gotten more into a pattern of not really caring as much about family, about not caring as much about my relationships. Just work, work, work all the time and then go out and have fun. And I'm not like that as a person. I'm way more grounded and uh, more intrigued to spend time with people who matter to me versus just spend time aimlessly because someone wants to go out. And I would totally attribute that to COVID. Pre-COVID, I really didn't get to know, I feel, my mom as much as I should have. Uh, I obviously had a very traumatic childhood, if you know my backstory with what happened to my dad. So there was a lot of anger and resentment I had. I've also reopened the door with an old friend of mine. If you've known me from the beginning, you'll probably know who we had a falling out about three years ago, stemmed by a lot of my, honest to God, deep issues and anger that I've slowly started to recover from. Thank you, Sonia, my amazing therapist. She has enlightened me in ways that I never thought I could be enlightened by. But I am going to Turkey to spend some time with my family, and that's another side of my family. So my mom grew up in England, came here when she was about 21. She's pretty fearless. She is a nurse. I think she went to Texas first and then New York first, South Africa, somewhere in between. Both of her parents died. She has two brothers in England. I don't talk to her brothers. Um, She's estranged with one of them, and one of them He's probably listening to this, so I won't say too much. But anyway, I don't really talk. We don't really talk to your brothers, but my sister and I have a 16-year age difference. So my mom gets off the boat at Ellis Island. I don't really know. I'm not cultured enough to know too much about immigrants and how that stuff works, but I'm assuming from what I remember in history class, she pretty much bounced off the boat at Ellis Island and got her feet on the ground running. She met my sister's dad at, I think, the airport. He was pretty much a piece of shit. And she got pregnant, go mom, when she was about 36. And he, I think, was engaged or married to someone else. It's like pretty bad. So anywho, my mom was left to raise my sister as a single mom, pretty much knowing no one in America. Think about New York back in what? The 80s? I think my sister was born in 83. I can't even imagine. I mean, it was like the disco era. It would have been so fun, but my mom was stuck working 75 jobs to afford to pay anything. My sister spent so much with of her childhood with nannies uh, and childcare because my mom wasn't around. And so then my mom took my sister and moved from New York to Connecticut because apparently my mom only had one friend. She's literally me in a nutshell. My mom is the most OCD, antisocial person, and she always blames it on the fact that she's from England, but I've actually had to teach her how to hug. Like, I am someone who really judges someone based on how they hug or how they handshake, and my mom's just not a hugger. And so sometimes I'll, like, go in for a hug and I'll make her sit in my hug for 10 seconds to just make her so uncomfortable. I think it's phenomenal. So she moves from New York to Connecticut with my sister to follow her one friend, ends up meeting my dad at a tea room. My dad was an incredibly successful salesperson before he was put in prison. And so he was actually selling cookies and I guess asked my mom for her number. 
at that time, it seems like my mom had completely written off men. My mom is actually so funny to where I am. I guess as a kid, I think I was always thinking of the fairy tale wedding. I never thought people would get divorced. I just never saw that side of things. And my sister in the sense of growing up a little bit younger than me, uh, when she was growing up young, like at the age that uh, I I was whatever. When my sister was, for example, like three to seven, I think she really struggled because my mom wasn't there. Whereas my struggle started when my dad was gone between seven to 12. So we kind of missed a few years here and there. Uh, but I think my mom had totally written off men. She had been married like four different times apparently before that. I was meaning to say that it's so funny because my mom would actually show me pictures of her ex-husband and say that it was what, like it was my dad and her's wedding. And I came to find out one day at breakfast we were at it was me my sister and my mom that my parents actually had never gotten married and my sister decided to just spill the beans that all the pictures that my mom showed me that were in theory my dad at their wedding was actually her ex-husband so I don't my mom's cute but some of the things she does are very bizarre so she moves to Connecticut she meets my dad within a year she's pregnant uh he didn't want to get married apparently my dad was like I'm out I'm too scared my mom has a great choice in men no I love my dad but I think that's very common for a lot of men like if they get a woman pregnant and it's not meant to happen this wasn't in the game plan it's scary so he came back around and my sister at this point is about 16. so we have a 16 year age difference that is massive the number one question I always get is are you and your sister close my sister and I have a very complicated relationship because we're 16 years apart. And in theory, any child her age, when her mom is like, hey, by the way, I'm having another kid, I would be livid. So she was born pretty much resenting me. And apparently she's the one my mom gave her the ability to name me and she named me Alexa. I now resent Melissa because she named me the most annoying name in the world because of Amazon. But this was before Amazon was even a thing. So yeah, so she certainly, I think, resented me when I was born. And then by the time I was pretty young, she was already going to college. So my sister went to the University of Connecticut for one year. If you listen to the podcast with my mom, she goes into detail about how my sister and I were very different. My sister was a social butterfly. My sister's black. She is stunning, disgustingly attractive, my sister is, and she never understood how pretty she is. Uh, very tall, very slim, just looks like the opposite of me. I was just kind of the like girl with braces and glasses, and my sister, people thought she was adopted. People thought she was from Thailand. Like, just the coolest. She would show up to my graduation parties, and I remember as a little kid, I would always be like, can you look back? Because as much as we had an age difference, I was so jealous that everyone was going to like her more, and I knew it because she was so outgoing and so fun in ways that I wasn't. I have talked many times how I've very much struggled with making friends and going out. I get a lot of anxiety going out. I just don't like to be around people I don't know. I don't trust a lot of people. And those warning signs, I guess, about me being this antisocial little fearless butterfly were pretty apparent. So she went to the University of Connecticut for one year and a year apparently into her being in college, hated it. She didn't want to be in Connecticut. She wanted to leave like I did. My mom did all of that. My mom left England. She went to New York. She went to Texas. She went to South Africa. And my sister at that point was like, I want to do the same thing. So my mom had 
uh, some real estate properties before my dad had been put in prison. And so she had money to send my sister to college. And so she paid for her to go to the University of Connecticut. And then my sister wanted to transfer it and go to Pace University. So while she was at Pace, she really got into the modeling industry. And it was really interesting. I think a lot of the reasons why I became so obsessed with entertainment is because I saw so much stuff like the lights and the celebrities and the fashion from a young age. My sister didn't come from anything in the same way that I didn't, but she had really created this life for herself, getting out of this small town. She could have just stayed at Yukon, but she wanted to leave. She wanted to do something different. And so she ended up getting married um, to a guy in Staten Island. They got divorced, I think, after about two years. And while they were together is actually when I started my blog. So they had got a house out in Staten Island. If you know Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend, fiance, that's where he's from. Super small town. And again, I think she just was like, I don't want to be here. I want to be in a city. So they got divorced. She ends up meeting a guy, my now brother-in-law, whose dad had given him money. They come from a very wealthy family, pharmaceuticals, to go to New York and start a business. So my sister, this was her first job, I think, actually, when she got divorced, uh, started working for him, my brother-in-law, and they fell in love. I don't think initially he wanted to commit. I think this seems very common with men. No one wants to commit, and every woman wants to be the reason that a guy commits. I don't know you'll ever be that reason. Sometimes things just take a little bit longer, and I think it just took him a little bit longer to realize it. But after her living in New York, I think for about 10 years, she finished up pace, graduated, did the modeling thing, I think got into some kind of stark, dark stuff as a lot of people do when you're in in uh, the modeling industry. She decided when he asked her, do you want to come to Turkey? She was like, yeah. So she pretty much up and left. I don't remember too much of it, but I do remember her literally just leaving and going to Turkey and never coming back. My mom and I were in America, and this is when at this point I had moved out and gone to New York and then Boston. So my sister stayed in Turkey. She never left. They had a massive Turkish wedding. Oh my God, the coolest wedding I've ever been to. It actually made me want to marry a Turkish guy. If you asked her, she'd say no. Her feet hurt. You're like unable to sit down for a solid 24 hours because of all the wedding stuff. But she has gifted me with the most amazing children of my life. I was never a kids person. I never wanted kids. I honestly didn't think you could do it all. I was petrified from a young age, I think about just ruining like a child's life. And then as I got older and turned about 18 and 19 and was in a serious relationship, I got even more scared of it because I was like, the divorce rates are so high and social media is going to ruin a child. These two children, I haven't met Kai, so I'm going on February 11th for about two weeks to meet him. The minute that I met Leo, I fell in love. I didn't realize how much love could be. I don't have any other family. That's where people get really confused is I think they think I come from a big family. It literally, I pretty much grew up on my own. My sister pretty much grew up on her own. We both embarked on these very non-traditional paths. And my mom was there to her greatest ability but wasn't ever fully present. And she didn't have a dad. I didn't have a dad for a solid part of my childhood. And so the relationship when I was able to meet Leo for the first time, I just realized how vulnerable children are and also how precious they are like I'm just so when I look at him I actually have a picture of 
him on my desk. I'm so obsessed with him, and I feel like I'm going to feel the same way about Kai. But that's pretty much why they live in Turkey. Now they own a few properties there. She kind of plays the housewife role. She has two kids, so I don't know why she wouldn't do that. Uh, and they're both under the age of five. So I think they'll stay there for a while. I know eventually they want to move to Switzerland, but pharmaceuticals in Turkey, Switzerland, it's very big there. It's a very successful company, family-run company. So that's why she lives there. So I think my mom mom half the time is really confused because many people my age, even my sister's age, she's 38, I'm 23, moved back home. And her and I literally left at 17 and just figured it out. And if you can take anything away from our story, it is just literally that you don't need to figure anything out besides yourself. Be selfish. Allow yourself the ability to make mistakes like her and I did and try new things, different relationships, other friends, and really trust your gut. And so her and I never returned home, and I love where I'm from. She hasn't been back to Mansfield in probably, oh God, I don't know, 15 years. I go back a lot because my parents are still there. But for her, she really likes the lifestyle in Turkey. I mean, in Turkey, you can have a butler, a driver, 15 maids for probably $1,500 a month. Imagine that in the US. I mean, God forbid if she ever did come back to America, she would have such a culture shock because you can't even get an Uber for less half the time than I feel like a chunk of money. So it's just a totally, totally different world. But I'm really glad that now I feel confident enough to be involved and not be so resent resentful, I guess, against my family. And so this is kind of a new chapter for me. Uh, to have the ability to fully want to invest in those relationships, even if it means I'm going to be on a completely different time zone for two weeks. Okay, when else will I have the time to spend with these kids? Because one day they're going to grow up and they're going to hate me. Like, I don't know how boys are and they're teenagers. I'm petrified of it. But if they're anything like I was at a teenager, I hated everything and everyone. And I just wanted to be alone. So I don't know. So I'm excited about that. So that is some background on my sister, why I'm going to Turkey. Uh, and also a huge, I think, motivation for me to continue on this career path as much and as often as I still find myself to be rejected and still figuring things out. I'm very motivated by knowing that I feel content and happy with not only my business, but my family life. And it wasn't like that for a while. So I don't want to talk too much about Austin versus LA. If you were listening to this and all you wanted to hear was the Austin versus LA thing, I want to save that for a full episode. But I have gotten a lot of messages from people about what I think about Austin, what I think about LA. I'm not giving up my apartment because I am obsessed with this place and I'm someone who really does want to try somewhere else out and not feel like I can't come back. So I'm just going to have some friends stay, do the thing, whatever. And if I want to come back, I have the flexibility to come back. I am only signing a six-month lease in Austin. That being said, if you are young, under honestly 28, I don't care if you're over 28, do whatever you want. But specifically people in the college age range go to Austin. The main difference between Austin and LA is honestly the people. The overall lifestyle in the South is a lot happier and a lot less pretentious. Though there are pockets and it reminds me a lot of Boston. It's very, can be very bougie. Uh, it is definitely upper middle class, I would say, but in a completely different way than LA. LA, I think in theory, and what I've come to realize is LA doesn't necessarily want you to succeed. I don't find the culture in LA to be super supportive of small businesses, super supportive of mistakes or not doing the best. It really is 
is a make it or break it kind of city. And that's why I chose that city as in theory, what I thought would be the last city I would ever move to. I thought LA was like that when I came and I realized that it truly is like that. And I'm blessed that I have the ability to be flexible, keep my apartment here, go there. But if I could have done it differently, I certainly would have probably gone to Austin after Boston. I lived in Boston for about three years and loved it. And then I came right to LA and it was truly a culture shock. But Austin is fabulous because the people are nice. The food is amazing. The rent is affordable. And the culture just wants you to be happy. It's not a place where you have to almost keep up with people or keep up with the culture that I found a lot in LA is like, it's hard to find hole in the wall restaurants and hole in the wall places because it's not that kind of place. Whereas in Austin, and even I found in New York, the best places are the ones with like the $1 taco that no one knows about, not the catch and the STK and the Boa Steakhouse. So it's just a totally different vibe. I like both. I feel very settled in LA now. And of course, I'm the person who the minute I feel settled has to leave. But business-wise, that is my driving force for going there. Also dating-wise, I do definitely want to meet someone and think Austin is going to bring a lot more of that than LA. But I'm open and flexible to pretty much anything. And I want to urge you to realize that Unless you are married or have 15 children or one child or some dire reason to stay somewhere, you can do anything you want. Take this experience for me and how I have built this amazing apartment and I love it. But now I want to try something else as a reminder for you that it is usually ourselves standing in the way of ourselves. As scared as I am about going to Austin and trying it out, and this sounds super pretentious, but going from my beautiful one-bedroom apartment to a small studio because I only want to sign a six-month lease, I'm petrified. I'm scared of meeting people, and I love that because when you're scared is when you have the ability to find out so much about yourself. And even for me being there for two weeks, I ended up extending it for an extra week. I think I'm going back Friday for the Super Bowl for the weekend. I just love the energy there and I feel a lot more grounded. So I'm very excited and I think it's a really great opportunity for all of you to remember you have the ability to do the same thing. People might think you're crazy. People think I'm nuts. How did I decorate this apartment and now I want to leave because it's my life and you live your own life and I live my own life and I'm so proud of every single one of you who have started to live more fearless and unfiltered lives. Just don't let it stop. Just because you're comfortable doesn't mean that you need to be safe. Just because you're comfortable doesn't mean that you need to get boring or miss out on the excitement. You can have both. You just have to seek it out a little bit more sometimes. So I look very much forward to doing an episode more about Austin the longer that I'm there in season two. I'm going to give you the phone number once more if you do want to call and leave me a voicemail. Call me at 909-979-3291. Leave me a voicemail, sex, finance, friends, family, dating, anything you want. And if I can't tackle it, I'm pretty good at tackling a lot of things. Even if I can't always give myself the right advice, I will find an amazing expert who can. So again, the phone number is 909 909- 979-3291. Give me a few weeks to go to Turkey and get situated with this new format. I've never done a show like this, so I will try and continue to put out as much podcasting content as I can in between season one and season two before it's ready to come out. I don't know that I will because I am leaving and I do want to 
put a lot of focus on the kids in Turkey. That being said, I am very excited about this. I hope you enjoy listening to what other people are struggling with and just remember that you're not alone. Anything you're dealing with, someone else, including myself most likely, has dealt with it and you're never alone in your struggles. Have an amazing, amazing week. See you on season two. And if you miss my voice, oh, so cute. In between, listen to This Is Life Unfiltered. All 131 episodes of my past podcast are available on the iTunes store. Phenomenal interviews, some huge names on there. And they've got great wisdom that you might have listened to initially and didn't pick up on. And so it might be worth re-listening again. Stay tuned and follow The New Unfiltered on Instagram at at The New Unfiltered with AC plus my personal social media, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis. And I will see you and hopefully listen to your voicemails soon.